0: Welcome to the Lake Show Life Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jason Reed and Daniel Presciano.
1: All season long, we have been told to fear the Los Angeles Clippers. Back in that uh, summer night, Last summer, Kawhi Leonard, you know, nixed the Los Angeles Lakers, signed with the Los Angeles Clippers. He's bringing Paul George with him, the guy that was connected to the Lakers 50 times prior. Uh, Beware of the Clippers. Their defense, unstoppable. They got the best bench in the league, Montrezl Harrell, uh, Lou Williams. Uh, They got guys like Patrick Beverly, Evika Zubak, former Laker. Oh, yeah, they stole him from Magic Johnson. You know, the Clippers, they were the superior L.A. team. This is the Clippers' time to shine, new arena, Steve Ballmer as the owner, Doc Rivers as the coach. This is their time to still not get out of the second round of the NBA playoffs. Um, Daniel, this is a great, great episode to record. How are you feeling?
0: I am so, so, so happy. With every shot going down for the Denver Nuggets and the lead increasing steadily, I was just getting more and more happy. If you follow me on Twitter, I, I'm selfless or uh, shameless self plug there at Dan J. you would have seen how happy I was. Um, just overall, the Clippers did not come out to play in the final three games of the series. Obviously, I went seven. They faltered in game seven and really lost in blowout fashion. Uh, down the stretch it looked absolutely horrendous. Yep. And combined, playoff P and Kawhi only put up 24 points. Yeah. Um just overall not a great showing in the playoffs collectively but in game 7 I think it really put the icing on the cake where you can say that the Clippers absolutely choked it away.
1: Yeah man, 104-89 like you said a combined 26 from playoff P and Kawhi Leonard. Uh who's going to stop him Kawhi Leonard? You know, as Clipper fans say, you can't stop Kawhi Leonard, mid-range lethal. Um yeah, um, he only had 14 points. Uh Evica Zubak, you know the man that was stolen from the Lakers, 6 minutes uh Harold finally showed up twenty points I said six minutes six points Harold twenty points it doesn't matter they lost um you know it was a little bit exciting to see a Lakers Clippers Western Conference finals that's what we've been building towards all year but as we know in sports things don't always happen as we think they're gonna happen uh first the Milwaukee Bucks fell, then the Los Angeles Clippers and you know all season long this was my main argument against the Los Angeles Clippers is. Load management, not necessarily load management, because I'm I'm a little bit supportive of load management. I know some Laker fans might not like that, some like old school basketball fans, but not playing them together against, you know, they didn't play them against the Bucks earlier in the season. Kawhi and Paul George, you know, Paul George's injuries, Kawhi's load management, other guys getting hurt. They never got that time to fully mesh as a unit and get that on court chemistry. And I said, once you get in the playoffs, you were playing elite teams, seven game series, adjustments are going to be made. And, you know, it's you're really splitting hairs. And things like on-court chemistry are going to make a huge difference. And what do you know? It did. They could not play with a lead in this series. Doc Rivers did not know how to handle the rotations. And they just fell apart in the second half of every game. They blew a 3-1 lead. And, you know, Clipper fans, for right now, and for at least the next year, or at least until next June, you are still the little brother. Um, go ahead and sit back down on the couch, turn on the TV, and watch the Lakers win championship number 17. Um, that's all I got to say. It. Love it. Yep. Love it.
0: Yeah. The Clippers fans on Twitter have been so loud and now they're so quiet and you just love to see it as a Laker fan just to see what's going on right now. I never expected the Clippers to lose the Denver Nuggets in a million years. Me neither. definitely should not have. I mean, I claimed a sweep before the series started and they didn't even win it.
1: I claimed five games. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I thought, I thought it was a slam dunk. We'd see the Clippers and the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. And the Denver Nuggets Cinderella story came about, and you know they they've been playing with the balls to the wall, you know throwing everything at them. Jokic and uh, Murray playing out of their minds. It was it was a really good showing from the Denver Nuggets in the final three games of the series. They went down three one for a second time in a row and won for that second time in a row. It was it's really insane. really impressive.
1: Now we have a lot to cover in terms of the Nuggets. Nuggets matching up with the Lakers. Uh, We have purple and gold players and staggering statistics. Oh man, my stutter uh, coming later in the show. uh, But I still want to kind of bash on the Clippers a little bit right now, if that's okay with you, Daniel.
0: Oh yeah, of Um, course
1: I'm, I'm all for it. I've said this before, say it again. You have to be concerned. If you're a Clippers fan, you traded 17 first round picks, shy Gilgius Alexander, Danilo Gallinari for Paul George um, to partner in with Kawhi Leonard. Both of them can leave after next year. And I want to read you a quote from Paul George, Daniel. Um, Oh, yes. I can't wait. From Dan Woke on Twitter. I hope I pronounced his name correctly. Everyone knows I'm not great with na- name pronunciation. Quote, I think internally we always felt this was not a championship or bust year for us. End quote. What was your goal? What? What was what? your goal? Obviously, like. You... That's That's crazy. You can look at it like, okay, we know that we have multiple years to win this. I understand that thought process. But if you're an elite top-tier contending team like the Clippers were alongside the Lakers and the Bucks, your goal should absolutely be championship or bust. What was your goal? Get past the second round? You obviously still didn't complete that goal. Was your goal just to make the playoffs? Playoff B? He just wanted to keep his playoff streak alive?
0: Oh man, that quote doesn't exactly surprise me. Just considering Paul George's beta mentality that we've kind of witnessed on display for the last couple of years. Um, I think it's really just him kind of saving face, uh, because (laughs) they lost, you know, it'd be a very different conversation and a very different press conference from him. If they would have won tonight in game seven, uh, Paul George, I'm just going to hammer that home is like, it just beta mentality he can't lead a team he never has he's never wanted to or he never could uh so we needed Kawhi to put him on his back and Kawhi can only do so much you know he he's totally like fine having an off game it just happened in game seven and he didn't have a supporting cast like Kawhi is amazing yeah. usually a top five top three player in the absolutely. league absolutely like,
1: in my eyes nothing but respect but to he Kawhi. Can only
0: do so much oh yeah i totally respect Kawhi. it's paul george that i don't have much respect for
1: yeah i know you know, shout out to the uh, Clipper fans who were given the Raptors, you know, crap earlier in the week for losing in the second round, saying that, you know, oh, you guys thought you didn't need Kawhi. Um, they made it just as far as you guys did, like literally went seven games as well. So the Clippers didn't even make yeah. it one game further. Um, Doc Rivers, yeah. quote from him, Mark J. Spears on Twitter, his tweet. And I quote, I was never comfortable, never was. Conditioning wise, we had guys who couldn't play minutes. Um, was that
0: Kawhi's quote? Doc Rivers. Oh, Doc Rivers got it. Yeah, you know what? I watched a little bit of the uh, post-game press conference, but I ro- only really saw Lou Williams and Doc Rivers speak, and that was pretty much the, the main point that Doc Rivers was making was that some of his guys were not well-rested enough. Um, the rest of the league is just as rested as you are. Yeah. I, just, I don't understand that line of thinking. I think it's really just I, – I don't even know what the word is for it. Because really – what's that
1: excuses
0: (laughs) yeah oh yeah i think is that the word i think that's definitely it right there just making excuses for themselves um after you know trying to drive the the whole narrative that they were the new team in la and that you know it was a clippers town finally uh not anymore you know you you need to shut your mouth and just sit back down
1: yeah um Maybe they would have been conditioned if they didn't, you know, bench their star player every single time they had a back to back this year. Which I don't know if it was every single time, but it was a lot of the times. Um, and look, man, if the Clippers would have won the finals, uh, you know, we would have eaten crow, we would have looked silly, and we would have taken it. Um, and I hope Clipper fans take it. The way I look at it, and I compare this, I'm a San Diego, excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers fan. I know we are the seventh most popular team in NFL in the in LA, and we're in LA. Um, I'm not gonna go talking smack about like the Raiders, even though we're better than the Raiders or like the Rams we're oh, the little wait, brothers wait, 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 wait. in the oh, city the Chargers better than the Ra- or than the Raiders hot take buddy hot anyways take. um well, I'm not gonna <laughs> go around talking crap about that because we are still the little brothers. It's like me talking crap to the chiefs we're still the little brothers. you kind of have to beat them first before you even <laughs> begin to excuse, excuse you. Begin to, you know, talk smack. And these Clipper fans were talking smack before they had even, you know, done the job. Laker fans, you know, I know we could be annoying sometimes. Um, but the, the truth of the matter is we've been the big brothers since the Clippers have existed. You kind of get to talk that smack. You know what I mean? Even though we were terrible the yeah. last six years you get to talk that smack when you're the little brother and you haven't done anything to beat the bigger brother. You cannot talk that smack until you actually do it. That's how I look at it. I kind of feel the same way about the San Diego uh, Padres and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, Oh, totally agree. Yeah. Padres are a great team, but until they actually beat us and like win the national league West or make it farther than us in the playoffs, something like that all for it. Then you could talk all your smack, but until then, like you're still, you know, the little brother. So I hope Clipper fans remember that tonight.
0: Yeah, and the Clippers didn't even, they didn't make it to the NBA Finals, didn't win a title while the Lakers, you know, were off in La, La Land for yeah. nine years. It didn't happen. Uh, if, if it would have happened, you know, I'd be a little bit more quiet uh, about the Clippers, but it, I swear Clippers fans on Twitter believe that they have been some superstar team in L.A. for the last, what, eight, nine years, and they just haven't been that. Yeah. Um, if If you win a title or two, or you even make it to the Finals, you know, I I, cr- I would credit them absolutely. I'm, I would be the first to dish out credit. Yeah. And they don't deserve any because they didn't do anything. The whole Lob City thing didn't work. Now this looks like it's not working. Um, yeah. And when it's... you continue to talk and talk and talk, you know you gotta you gotta be able to take it back. You know you can't dish stuff out and then not be able to take it.
1: Yeah, man. It's another like example football example the first team that i thought of and i'm sure there's multiple examples of this like the minnesota vikings um you know they they make the playoffs not every year but they've been a playoff team last year 2017 2015 they're always in the mix uh they never make it far i don't think they've ever made it to the they didn't make it to the conference championship once but and in 2009 but they haven't even made it to the dance yet but you know i know some viking fans in my life who talk smack about the vikings it's like yeah you guys make it but you don't do anything with it um, that's been the Clippers. They've had so much talent. That's the crazy part. I mean, you look at the Lob City era, uh, Chris Paul in his prime, man, Chris Paul, you know, extremely underrated. I mean, I think he's underrated at least just cause he kind of got overlooked. Cause Steph kind of had his rise once Chris Paul was like in the later stages of his prime. And then he's kind of fallen down in these, you know, recent years. Um, Blake Griffin, he was electric Deandre Jordan, one of the best bigs in the game back then when bigs, you know, still were pretty relevant. Um, And they just couldn't get it done. J.J. Redick was on those teams. They had so much talent on those teams, and they blew it. And now you have Kawhi Leonard, a top five, top three player, uh, top five undoubtedly. And Paul George, who was an MVP finalist last year, people forget. Um, And you just can't get it done. And it's just, you know, I know it's completely different guys. So I don't want to be like, it's a culture. But, I mean, I guess it kind of is. I don't know. You know, I would say I feel bad, but I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't feel bad whatsoever. I, not at all.
1: Yeah, so we don't got the Clippers anymore. We got the the Denver Nuggets, Daniel. Western Conference Finals. Um, look, man, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic. that's kind of the, the soul of this team. I guess you could say maybe they are the second-best superstar duo now. Um, you know, what did you see from them this series that we should kind of just, you know, keep in mind moving forward?
0: I think stopping Jamal Murray is very important. My boy Alex Cruz is going to take care of that. We know, um, <laughs> and I think AD is going to lock up Jokic. I don't want to. I don't want to get in too far, just because we're going to break down the Lakers Nuggets coming up real quick here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think we have the answers for them. I really think the Clippers had the answers for them, and they really didn't put them into play. Um, Clippers played about as bad of a series as he possibly could. I think if the Lakers are even playing their b game they handle the denver nuggets with ease
1: yeah well we could break down we could break it down right now um just mention real quick that we did do a bonus betting picks for this game because we missed uh, game five with the lakers uh we both took nuggets plus seven that obviously hit because of the nuggets one we also both had the over the under hit so that moves our playoff record to i am 11 and nine not to brag daniel is 8 and 12 daniel so you already kind of mentioned you know lakers playing their b game can beat the nuggets um You know, Anthony Davis on Jokic, that's huge. Your boy Caruso, we'll dive into him in a second. Um, Just overall, you know, a big thing for the Lakers thus far, especially against the Blazers and the Rockets, who are both kind of thin, especially, you know, on the bench, um, has been their depth. You know, they've been able to run, you know, nine-man lineup, nine-man rotation, excuse me, and have, you know, legitimate um, contributions from the bench. Um, How do you see that faring? I think the Nuggets are a little bit deeper than both Houston and Portland. But just the overall matchup, you know, do you think depth will play a big role in this one?
0: I do, and I think that's the only reason why the Denver Nuggets
1: might be able to keep up. I think
0: the Nuggets are a deeper team than the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, okay. I really do. I think I think their bench is a little bit better than the Lakers is. I think it's a little bit deeper. They have the assets. I like some of the guys that they're bringing off the bench, like Monte Morris and et cetera. Um, but I think that that's really their only calling card. The Lakers, the fact that they have. The two best players in the series, to me, speaks volumes. Yeah. Um, that might be a tough argument to support just because of what we saw with the Clippers, with Kawhi and Paul George being beat by Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. But Anthony Davis and LeBron James are top five players. You know, that that's the trump card right there. Um, totally, totally see, you know, this series... Being a somewhat short one, I really see the Lakers quite easily making it to the NBA Finals. I know we said that about the Los Angeles Clippers, but I think it's safe to say that the Los Angeles Lakers are better than the Clippers.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is safe to say. Um, one thing too is, you know, the Lakers have come up against two two teams with elite guard play. Uh, even though James Harden and uh, Russell Westbrook didn't play like it at times, Damian Damian Lillard got a little banged up, but. They've already played these elite these elite guard play teams. And Jamal Murray, you know, has obviously taken a huge step up in this playoffs. It's kind of surprised a lot of people. I know a lot of people are high on him, but he really has taken a big step up. Um, you know, they've kind of already handled superstar point guards or superstar guards, I should say. And I don't see what Jamal Murray necessarily brings to the table that the Lakers haven't already dealt with. Um, Vogel has been great in his defensive setups, his defensive schemes. Caruso has been great in, you know, and contributing on the defensive end. Danny Green's still solid. KCP isn't okay. Rajan Rondo, um, surprisingly, has been useful on defense. Uh, I don't think we expected that. Um, so I'm not really worried about him. I mean, I'm sure he'll have his big games. I'm sure he'll have his moments just like Dame did. But as long as they continue what they're doing, uh, they're going to do good. And then Anthony Davis, obviously, you know, we've seen what he can do against elite bigs. Uh, Rudy Gobert, a member in the seeding games, he just absolutely demolished him both ends of the floor. Rudy Gobert is obviously a much better defender than Jokic. Uh, Jokic is more skilled offensively, but the Lakers have that guy that the Clippers didn't have that can kind of contain and maintain, you know, Jokic, um, and they're kind of the only team that really has that. You know, the Jazz, they do have Gobert, but Gobert's a little bit less mobile. He can't really stretch out to the three-point line because um, then you're leaving holes in the defense. Um so, you know, I'm feeling good. I think Giannis is the only other person in this league that could kind of stop Jokic with the size. You're not sacrificing too much. And he's out of the playoffs. So maybe Bam Adebayo. Um, Anthony Davis, though. That's a great matchup. I'm feeling good. Like you said, I think this series is going to be short. I expect the Lakers to drop a game. Maybe game one. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, you know, keep up the streak. Maybe a gentleman's sweep. I I don't want to jinx anything, but I don't see the series going more than five games. I really don't. Yeah, neither do I. I think that's a perfect, uh, perfect
0: prediction. There's it going five. Um, I think the Nuggets, just because they're so good at scratching and clawing until you know making games close, and they did that with the Clippers the entire series and ended up winning it out. They did that with the Jazz too. I mean, they won a two-point game to move on and play the Clippers. Yeah. Um, I think they're very capable of winning at least one game. I just really don't see them winning two because they haven't run into a team that you know, has the capabilities of stopping their two main assets in Jokic and Murray. Um, I, I really see the backcourt defense being just fine. The perimeter D on Jamal Murray, uh, Jokic and AD is, you know, it's a match made in heaven for the Lakers in terms of stabilizing Jokic. And on the other end of the floor, I really see AD being able to pick apart Jokic because Jokic isn't the greatest defender as you kind of alluded to. Yeah. Um, I really see AD having another big series like he did with the Rockets since they didn't have an answer for him. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't really have an answer for LeBron either. You know, no. that's something that is really important to note. They don't really have that elite wing defender or somebody that is capable of uh, somewhat containing LeBron like the Rockets did in Covington. Yeah. Um, I really see LeBron taking control of the series early and often and the Lakers really not letting the uh, Denver Nuggets have much breathing room.
1: Yeah, man. I, I just don't know. Like you said, I don't know who guards LeBron um ad you know the natural thing they're going to probably do is put Jokic on him um just because of size and whatnot you know that's his guy and i'm sure you know he's obviously going to be playing high effort and everything it's the western conference finals but you know he's going to struggle um but who do they put on lebron is it going to be michael porter jr like Gary Harris. <laughs> yeah. Gary Harris. Who's like, what? Six, six. I don't know how tall Gary Harris yeah, is, but maybe Paul Millsap. I don't know.
0: He's too old, <laughs> they, man. Yeah. They don't have anybody that can really stop. Gary LeBron. Harris. I think LeBron's
1: have his way. Paul Millsap is even smaller than him. Um, yeah. I mean, Michael Porter's getting 25 minutes a game. Uh, they have Jeremy Grant who uh, I mispronounced his name before the podcast. I'm not going to say it on the podcast because it was really <laughs> embarrassing. Um, Look, man, yeah, they don't have anyone to stop LeBron. Uh, AD is going to have his way. Uh, if the shooters just shoot have as they have been, they don't have to be 51% from the field. But if we just don't get, like, a 17% night like we did game one against Portland, I mean, I, I just don't see it. You know, I don't see who they stop. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of like that yeah. in Portland, too. Like, I don't see... Or who they stop. I don't see how they stop them. It was like that in Portland. You know, the biggest thing was, like, can the Lakers contain Portland, which they did. We kind of knew the Lakers were going to have their way offensively against, you know, Portland as long as they didn't shoot 33s and 40-footers like they did in game one. So as long as they stay in their game plan and kind of do their thing, which they're showing more and more discipline in doing so. um, I just don't know how the Nuggets match up. You could say, and it's, you know, a biggest thing in sports. We've seen this before. You know, sports somehow finds a way to have these miraculous stories where, you know, it it catches everyone by surprise. There is is their favorites, but there's so many examples of, you know, Leicester City in the Premier League, for example, just these crazy stories. The Cinderella story, um, as someone who is superstitious, you know, I could understand why some fans might be concerned just because it is a Cinderella and it's like, well, you know, they're the team of destiny, as some would say. Um, Personally, I'm not worried about the Cinderella story. Uh, They were down 3-1 to the Utah Jazz, who I think would have been the easiest matchup for the Lakers in this playoffs. Um, And, you know, they should have lost that series. And the Jazz kind of, you know, shot themselves in the foot. And then they were down 3-1 against the Clippers. And the Clippers didn't – the Clippers lost that series. You know, I I don't want to take credit away from the Nuggets. They did fantastic. They played great. But the Clippers should have won this series. Doc Rivers, terrible management. The superstars didn't show up in Game 7. The Nuggets – I, again, I don't want to take away from, cause they had to do the work to get it done, but they were almost like the right team at the right time, or they were in the right place at the right time. And kind of were just there while the Clippers kind of collapsed. And obviously the pressure they put on them caused that collapse, but you know, I don't think they should be here. Um, I'm not worried about the Cinderella. I think the Lakers are poised enough and have enough experience, have enough on-court chemistry to kind of overcome any, you know, small little hiccups that might come along that maybe the Clippers weren't able to do or the jazz. Um, i'm not scared of the cinderella story i'm really not
0: yeah neither am i i'm totally in agreement there with you i think if if the lakers weren't as good as they were i would be a little bit afraid of the momentum that the denver nuggets have been generating uh, but i think the lakers are just such a good basketball team and well-rounded team that the cinderella story is going to come to an end quite easily yeah um, i like the denver nuggets i love Jokic, and i think jamal murray's developing into an absolute superstar in the nba he's been amazing in the playoffs you know 250 point nights and a 40 point night uh tonight in game seven against the clippers but at the same time the lakers got ad and lebron like i just i don't see the cinderella story continuing i'm not afraid of it um they do in a way seem like that team of destiny like you've mentioned but i'm not afraid of it personally
1: yeah and almost you know we mentioned this earlier, and we'll touch on them in a little bit at the end of the show. But we were getting 2011 Dallas Mavericks vibes because that's kind of the last like team of destiny that shocked everyone. We were getting those vibes from the Miami Heat, not the Denver Nuggets. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I think if either of those teams are going to be the team of destiny, it's going to be that team. It's not going to be the Nuggets. Um, but it's easy to kind of you know think that they might be just based on the two three to one comebacks. Uh, but we've seen this before. You know, Damian Lillard was torching everyone in the bubble, at least after Patrick Beverly heckled him. Uh, Torturing everyone, torching everyone. Blazers couldn't be slowed down. Their offense was spectacular. Even the Clippers, you know, they beat them, but they let them score, you know, 132 points, whatever it was. Um, And the Lakers were the one team to contain them. Um, The Houston Rockets, you know, blew the Lakers out in the seeding games when it didn't matter. And then the Lakers came back defensively and shut down the Rockets. Turned the second highest scoring team in the league to someone who was averaging like 102 a game. Um so I'm not too worried about Jamal Murray. I mean, he's shooting 49 and this is before today's games go in, so it might even go up. I don't know what he shot tonight. He's shooting 49.5% from beyond the arc. He's not going to do that against the Lakers. Eventually, what's the term? Regression towards the mean, you've said it before. Did I get yep. that right? Regression towards the mean. He's it's it's going to happen. You know, yeah, he's hot. Um he's not going to he has to have these insane shooting nights. He's not going to have that against the Lakers. He might have one or two, sure. But, you know, you kind of need him to have those 40, 50-point nights and then Jokic to have his triple-doubles. And then on top of that, the Lakers kind of did not play their best basketball for them to win games. And can that happen for them four times? No. You know, I I just, you know, and, of course, fluke things can happen. I'm not even going to say the I-word. Yeah. But (laughs) I I just, I don't know, man. You know, I'm trying not to be, I'm not biased. I'm beyond, I'm not biased. And I just... I kind of want to put my entire bank account on the Lakers to win the series. I really do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would even make the argument that the Houston Rockets are a better
0: all around basketball team than the Denver Nuggets are. And we just saw what the Lakers did to the Houston Rockets in the last series. I mean, they blew them out in five games. They blew, they totally just ran, uh, ran away with that series. And yeah, yeah, I think on paper, I think the Rockets are better yeah uh, obviously the nuggets are coming in with momentum you can say that they lasted longer but the nuggets also haven't had to play the lakers yet yeah um so yeah i really see us heading to the nba finals i i love you know the denver nuggets roster i like a lot of their players uh but at the end of the day i, I have complete confidence in the los angeles lakers making it to the nba finals as we kind of have uh this entire series run here or this entire playoffs run here um, but overall, yeah, I really see this being a short series. I'm going to go with Lakers in five.
1: Yeah, I'm agree with you. Lakers in five. I hate agreeing with you, but I'm agree with you. Um, for what it's worth, the Los Angeles Lakers are three and one against the Denver Nuggets this season. So uh, the only loss was on December 22nd. They lost one. They from what I remember. Yeah. Um, they played August 10th. That was obviously in the bubble. Why do I not remember that game? I don't remember it off the top of my head either. Why do I not remember that game? Was that the game where they clinched? No, I thought they clinched against the Jazz. They cl- Yeah, they clinched, the yeah Jazz. they clinched against the Jazz. They beat him 124-121. It was in the bubble. Um, LeBron had 29-12-1. Wow, he only had one board. Uh, AD 27-5-6. and six. Kyle Kuzma 25. Okay, so that was the Kuzma game. I, can- I remember that now. It's coming back to me. So much has happened. The start of football... I run the Charger site. I looted. I'm a Charger fan. Uh, playoff basketball. The Dodgers are in a World Series push. We didn't have sports for four months, so my brain is just overloaded right now. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, man. I'm feeling good. Let's get into some some segments. Uh, purple and gold players. If you are not familiar, we pick role players from each team. Uh, each of us picks one and one. Uh, we cannot pick the superstars. The gold players are players on the Los Angeles Lakers that need to succeed, play well for the Lakers, you know, to win this series. i gonna be honest. I think this is less important this series than previous series. It almost feels like this is the easiest matchup yet for the Lakers. Um, yep. But you know, they have to play well for the Lakers to succeed. Purple players are role players that the Lakers kind of want to beat up, bruise a little bit, limit their production. And if they do, then they're going to win the series. Um, I wanted to pick mm-hmm. Mason Plumlee for my purple player. Daniel said he only plays 10 minutes a game, so I'm not allowed to pick him, but I think the Lakers <laughs> are just going to ab- use and abuse him down low when he is on the court, but I was not allowed to pick him. Um, my purple player, Denver Nuggets. It is a man by the name of... I don't remember who I picked. Who'd you pick? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I picked Paul Millsap because I think he is the third best player. I remember in the now. Nuggets. And, yeah. you know, that might be an easy pick, but when you're only running nine, nine man rotations in the playoffs, like it's kind of hard to pick, you know, somebody who isn't a star that's getting enough minutes to qualify. Yeah. Um, Paul Millsap, he's, he's old. He he used to be a really, really good player. I, I was a big Paul Millsap fan. I really liked him on the Hawks. I really liked him on uh, what other team did he play for the Jazz, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was always really good. One of those, you know, double, double machines. He's really not that anymore. Um, Utah Jazz. Yeah. Yeah, when you are able to kind of stabilize Jokic and Murray and your third best player is Paul Millsap, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. So I think it's really just limiting Paul Millsap from getting even 15, 10, 15 points a night.
1: Which should be easy.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that should be pretty easy to do. I mean, how many points did he score in game seven? I know it was just a handful. He scored six points in 31 minutes of play. Um, he did have better games in this series, but in game seven, he wasn't great. Uh, just overall, I think he's kind of the best pick just because he is the third best player on the team. Um, but yeah, I think, I've, I think I've kind of made my case. I'm feeling really strong about the Lakers here. If I'm picking Paul Milstap <laughs> as the guy, I need to, uh, the Lakers need to take care of.
1: Yeah, and to piggyback off of that, it's almost like this pick... In previous series, you know, you picked Robert Covington. Uh, We picked the bigs in the Portland series. Um, This is more of a – with Robert Covington, it was kind of like overcoming his defense and then not letting him get hot offensively. It was almost something the Lakers kind of had to – they had to beat Robert Covington almost. With this, it's not so much like the Lakers need to beat Paul Millsap. They just need to keep him from having like a surprise – you know, game. So it's almost not even like the Lakers need to contain Millsap. It's almost just like, as long as Millsap doesn't have this surprise, you know, performances, then the Lakers are fine. So it's almost a good barometer. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah, think we're totally. necessarily saying the Lakers should worry about Paul Millsap here, but if we look at Paul Millsap and the nuggets win, chances are maybe he had a good game and he contributed, you know, because of, you know, Jokic and Murray were locked down. So they had to go to Millsap, um, which shouldn't be a problem considering the Lakers size. Um, I remember my purple player. Cause I looked at my notes it is like Gary Harris. My logic for this being maybe he'll guard LeBron. Who knows? <laughs> Probably not. That would be a yeah. disaster for them. But, oh, uh, man. Offensively, I think he is going to have a little bit bigger of a role here because obviously the focus is going to be on Jamal Murray. Uh, they're going to you know, set up their their schemes and whatnot to stop him, to limit him. So then the next outlet guy in the backcourt, you could make the case with Michael Porter Jr. Um, he made those comments, though, about him needing to get the ball more. So I'm kind of just like – I don't know. I don't want to talk to you right now. Um, <laughs> talk about you right now, uh, but he's a rookie. So I kind of feel like our second year player rookie or second year player. He's young. Um, so I'm not too worried about him. I'm worried about Gary Harris. He's a veteran. You know, he can knock down some shots in some big moments, um, you know, kind of limit him. If you're limiting Jamal Murray, don't let Gary Harris have a big game, which again, isn't saying a lot. <laughs> so um, yeah, kind of the same logic there. It's almost like the Lakers don't necessarily need to focus on Gary Harris. But as long as they keep him from surprising them, then they'll be fine. And there's other guys off the bench. Monty Morris is a great shooter. Um, He could hit some big threes in some moments. They got to stop them. And then, like I mentioned, you have guys like, uh, you know, Mason Plumlee, who you can just use and abuse when he's on the floor for the 10 minutes he's getting. Uh, Bull Bull, five minutes a game. Great name. Top 10 name. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, Jeremy Grant. It's just I just don't. You said they're deeper. I don't even know if they're deeper, Daniel. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of looking at
0: the roster. I think they have a better core of role players than the Lakers do, personally. Like, just say you were to take out Jokic and Murray and AD and LeBron. I think the Nuggets have a better roster. They're able to roster a better five than the Lakers are, personally. Um, To me, that kind of means depth. But at the same time, I think... It's just it's the star power that the Lakers possess that, you know, it is harder to say that they're a deep team or like a deeper team than the Lakers, um, because it almost doesn't even matter at the same time how, you know, deep these teams are Um, like I would rather have, you know, a core of MPJ, Monty Morris, Jeremy Grant, Gary Harris, even Paul Millsap. I'd rather have those five than a, a team that the uh, the, the Lakers would be able to roster um, as a starting unit. Yeah, I without, guess that's you know, Ad and Bron.
1: I guess that's fair. I guess, um, but I mean, we're also it just it depends how the role players play too. I mean, so I'm, I'm gonna read you something outside of Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Uh, Bol Bol actually leads the team in PER uh, with 48 in his 5.7 minutes per game in the playoffs, <laughs> um, but he doesn't count. So the next best players. You have Mason Plumley, 10 minutes a game. Okay, so we're only going to go 20 minutes a game. Um, so we have Porter has 16.02. Morris, 15.32. 14.01 for uh, Millsap, 10.21 for Gary Harris. So we're looking at 16, 15, 14, 10 as the next, uh, what was that, four or five best players. You look at the Lakers, mm-hmm. 20 minutes, uh, the next best guy. So you have THT, JaVale McGee. And then you have Rondo, 19. You have... Uh, Kyle Kuzma with 12. Okay, so maybe you got a point. I just, <laughs> I feel like it also depends how they play though, because you have guys like Danny Green who haven't been playing great this playoffs. Uh, he could easily flip a switch and start shooting lights out. Um, KCP has had his moments in the, you know in the playoffs. Um, I, I I just, I, I get what you're saying, but I feel like the Lakers just piece it together better, and you know like you said the star power. Um, which leads us to our gold players, role players in the Lakers that need to play well. I'm going with Markeith Morris. We saw Markeith Morris kind of have a bigger role in the uh, Houston series because they went smaller. We might see him have a little bit of a less role in this series. You know, might see more Dwight Howard, might see more JaVale McGee. I don't know if I necessarily want to see that. Um, I do want to see Dwight get in the game more. JaVel hasn't played well at all, but Morris has really made his case to get playing time, man. He's been playing fantastic. You know, he's been playing, you know, serviceable defense. He's been a reliable three point shooter. Um, you know, and he kind of gives them a smaller option to run alongside AD, maybe even a bench four option if you want to put Kuzma at the three, you still have LeBron kind of, you know, acting as the point guard. Um, I just think, you know, with Denver's bigs, I don't love them. Like you said, Millsap, um, but, you know, their backup center is uh, Mason Plumley. I feel like a lot we're going to get a lot of, um, Plum Morris moments. And I think Morris could be, you know, a big role player for the Lakers. I already know who your goal yeah. player is, but as a formality, <laughs> who is your goal player? Yeah.
0: I totally agree with you on Morris, just to talk about Morris a little bit. Like they definitely have confidence in him to the point where they're starting him and playing him a lot of minutes. Uh, if you would have told me Markeith Morris was going to be in the you know, the depth lineup to start games in the playoff. (laughs) I would have called you crazy before these playoffs started, Yeah, but he's totally, totally earned his, his right. And I think it's a great pick, Jason. I I totally commend you
1: for the pick. Thank you. That Um, was kind of a little, uh, too nice of you. Usually not that nice to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, respect. I like the Markeith Morris pick.
1: Okay. Thank you. But uh,
0: yeah, you know, if you're an active listener to this podcast, you already know who my pick is. It's going to be Alex Crusoe again. (laughs) Um, I think he's the greatest answer defensively for Jamal Murray. I think he's the greatest answer defensively against any star guard uh, in the league. I think you kind of, you know, if the Lakers happen to make it to the NBA Finals and are fortunate enough, um, just say that they happen to play the Boston Celtics. You know, we'll talk about that series in a bit. Uh, He's a good answer for Kemba. He was a great answer for Westbrook and Harden. He was a great answer for McCollum and Lillard. Yeah, I think that's going to be no different. And, you know, he's going up against a guard that, is not as talented as the, as at least three of the four outside of McCollum of uh, the guards that I just mentioned. So I think just him keeping up his defensive play is, is gonna be huge for the Lakers. I think if he does any anything even close to what he's been doing defensively, Lakers will be just fine and you know they have a lot of breathing room in this series.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're the Carew show baby, uh, the Carew show podcast. Uh, yeah, he's the key to slowing down Jamal Murray. You're not going to stop him completely, but like we said, regression towards the mean, he's going to shoot less or shoot worse. I should say. Um, yeah, he's been huge so far and we have no reason to expect him to not continue that level of play. Now, if he doesn't, he still is important. Hence why he's a gold player. Uh, there could be some issues for the Lakers, but I'm liking his chances. He's been great so far. Uh, again, we love this matchup and there's a reason we love this matchup. Um, Second uh, segment, Staggering Statistics, it's back. We bring it back for the beginning of every playoff series. Daniel, do you remember our Staggering Statistics record? I believe it's in our doc. Okay, so we both have two I points. Think tied up. Yeah, so we both have two points. We present statistics, ask each other questions. I think you went first last time, so I should probably go first. Does that sound okay, right? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so it, it took me some time to put this one together before the podcast. You were kind of waiting on me. Here it is. It's kind of a mouthful. Well, it's not really a mouthful. LeBron James and Anthony Davis, Daniel, did you know that they are the first teammates duo, or first just teammates, in NBA playoff history to average 26 points, 10 rebounds, and have a 30 PER? Ever. No two teammates have ever done that. Obviously, um, that could regress a little bit, you know, just based on averages. But so far, they are the only in NBA history. So I was going to do this cool, like you know, teammate thing, but they were the only ones. So I kind of pivoted Giannis Antetokounmpo, Donovan Mitchell and Kawhi. They all, they averaged those three this year, 26, 10 with a 30 PER. And obviously they are not winning the NBA title this season before this. So before this year, not counting those three, three, there are nine players in NBA playoff history that averaged these numbers and didn't win the NBA championship. Can you name six of the nine? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so 26 points 10 rebounds and a 30 per okay nine kareem players
0: Abdul-Jabbar?
1: yes kareem did it in 1977 the only time he did it and he did not win the uh the nba championship that year that went to the portland trailblazers
0: interesting okay so there's one how many wrong answers do
1: i get three yeah oh wow this is gonna be tough um I'm going to go with Carl Malone. Incorrect. Carl Malone has never done it. I think the thing that's held him back is the PER. Um, okay. I can get you some numbers yeah. up on Malone while you brainstorm who, you might, who you're might you going to pick next. Shaq? Shaq is a correct answer. Uh, Carl Malone, while we're still talking about him, let's go to his playoffs per game. I oh, know he'd be playoffs advanced, wouldn't it? Playoffs. Gosh, the basketball reference has so much stuff. PER, his highest ever playoff PER was 25 okay. 25.8 excuse it. me uh shack is a correct answer Shaq did it in 1998 which i believe was the year before the three p if i have my yeah because that was the 90 uh the 98 bulls uh the last dance obviously um and then he also mm-hmm. did it in 2003 which i believe was a san antonio okay. spurs all right um so you Bill have two answers Okay, hold on. Let me go back to my thing. Bill Russell is not a correct answer. He never I don't think he ever averaged 30 PER. Wow. Yeah,
0: this is a tough one, man.
1: Okay, um I'll tell you two of these people on this list are active players. Oh, wow. And like think close to home. I'm giving you a lot of help. Think real close to home.
0: So obviously AD and LeBron are out of the picture. Are they? Oh, I thought they weren't eligible answers.
1: No, they averaged these numbers in previous playoffs but didn't win the title in that playoffs. LeBron James. Yes. Four times, Daniel. Oh, wow. 2009, 2014, 2017, 2018. Wow. Okay. So, uh, not looking good. Just kidding.
0: (laughs) Wait, so then that mean you kind of hinted. This is kind of tough, though. I, I feel like if I get this wrong, you got to give me another guess. Think
1: real close to home. I, I won't count the AD. It's not AD. Okay, Dwight Howard. No, incorrect. You oh, you man. failed. Failure. Hakeem Malajuan. Okay, you know what? Since you <laughs> said it so fast, I'm gonna let you keep going. Hakeem, you okay. got one more X. I'm giving you five X's. I'm feeling great today, right. and that's because the Los Angeles Lakers are playing the Denver Nuggets, not the Los Angeles Clippers.
0: Patrick Ewing?
1: No. Ah, There's your fifth and final X. Okay. Right. Um, Kawhi Leonard, yeah, that's 2017. That's why I was uh-huh. saying, close to home. L.A., close to home. Uh, Tim it. Duncan, 2002. Tim Duncan, yeah, that's a good one. Michael Jordan. Ooh. 1986, okay. 1990. Wilt Chamberlain in 1964. And the one I knew you weren't going to get, Bob Cousy, 1956.
0: Bob Cousy, the 20% playoff shooter. I swear I've seen so many stats about him saying how bad he's been in the playoffs. <laughs>
1: he's a. I didn't know that. He's a 20% playoff shooter?
0: No, not overall, but he had individual series where he was like the worst shooter of all time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. He was like
0: the worst playoff shooter of all time
1: in individual series. I mean, he has a 37% like, career field goal percentage. <laughs> yeah, not great. Not great. That's great. Oh, great! And as'n't funny. Yeah. So two two. Let's see if I can stump you.
0: Okay. All right. So, Nikola Jokic in tonight's game seven against the Los Angeles Clippers became the first player in NBA playoff history to have two game seven triple doubles
1: in the same year. No. Just overall, two
0: Game 7 triple-doubles, first time in NBA history.
1: No one has ever had two triple-doubles in Game 7? No.
0: Not Fair in the fame. same
1: year? No. Nope. No way. You're telling me LeBron doesn't have two Game 7 triple-doubles?
0: No. Think about how rare Game 7s are, and then think about how rare triple-doubles are.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. This that's is, all I gotta say is hey, wow. This is, hey, this
0: is a staggering statistic. That's, for a reason. That's
1: staggering, bro. That's real staggering. Yeah, that I'm shaking in my boots. Staggering.
0: <laughs> so he's the first. He's the first player of all time with multiple game seven triple doubles. That's insane There are three players outside of him in the history of basketball who have had one game seven triple double. How did you find three this? Three of them. Three of okay, I'm not gonna say because I don't want you to look it up.
1: I'm on Stathead right now. I'm about to hit click results.
0: Stop. Stop. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> there are 3 players who have done it. And the hint is that I'll give you, you'll get two wrong answers. All 3 of these players have worn a Los Angeles Lakers uniform. LeBron James. LeBron James is one of them. Is one of them.
1: Okay, cuz he probably did it. Let me guess bonus points. Um 20 the year they won 2016. No clue. I have absolutely oh. no clue. <laughs> um game 7 triple doubles magic johnson.
0: No. What? <laughs> nope, not magic johnson. Actually LeBron James, I do have it here. He did do it in 2016.
1: And it was the finals, right? Yep. I knew it. I'm so smart.
0: So you have um two more to get and you only have one X left to Kobe. I only have one X. Y- yeah. You, no, you get two total.
1: That's ridiculous. You
0: made me name six.
1: That's ridiculous. Exactly. I guess that's fair. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm just going to verbally process here. Kobe Bryant played in game seven against the Boston Celtics. All right. Celtics. I'll
0: give me three X's. You got two left.
1: Okay. So Kobe had a few game sevens. He had game seven against Boston. He had game seven against Houston. I believe that same year or the year prior He had Game 7 against Sacramento in the Western Conference Finals. I think one of the finals wins went to seven games. I could be wrong. So, he's had a lot of Game 7s. Shaq? I don't know if Shaq would have gotten the assists. Um, Especially because, hmm, Kareem, maybe. Someone like Elgin Baylor is just screaming my name right now. Um... Or maybe like a Jerry West. Wilt Chamberlain. I know he was... No, but they won that that finals four games to one. Uh, I'm going to go Kobe Bryant.
0: No. Kareem? No. Well, I didn't get it. Jerry West? Jerry West is the first player in NBA history to ever do it. He did it in 1969. And oh. in the 1988... 1988- NBA Finals, I believe. James Worthy oh, damn it. had a Game 7 triple-double. Wow. Yep, 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 yep. When he said Jerry West, I'm like, oh, he might get a second one here. We he pass his name over. Yep, Jerry West and James Worthy. I'm telling you right now, if you would have asked me that question, I probably would have answered similarly to you. I don't think I would have gotten James Worthy. I definitely would have guessed Magic, West, and LeBron, and probably Kobe. But I wouldn't have known what to do after that. That's why it's a staggering statistic, Jason. So we're still tied at two.
1: That's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> hey,
0: I dug deep for the staggering statistic.
1: There's no way those are the only players. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Seriously, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm kind of shocked too. But that is 100% correct. In playoff history. No. NBA playoff history. No way. Not just back to back game sevens or anything like that. Nope.
1: I don't believe you. That stat's gotta be <laughs> wrong. That stat's gotta be wrong. Where'd you get that stat from? Uh I don't remember where I got it from. I don't believe it.
0: I just wrote down the answers. Okay.
1: Alright, whatever. That's fine. That's fine. Um, we're 2-2. Two, two. Doesn't matter. Game one, betting picks, Daniel. We don't have the lines. Oh, is this the lines? Oh, no. Is this the lines for the last game? Uh, Those are the lines for the last game on our dock, right? Yeah, so there are no lines yet. So we usually do the betting preview against the spread and whatnot. Uh, are we just going to pick final score for game one and then retroactively give ourselves the records? I say that's what we do. Okay, before we do that, I'm just going to last-second check, see if they were thrown up on the action network. Um, they are not so let me check
0: uh vegas insider real quick
1: when do they play friday? I
0: think it's friday oh they are up
1: okay what are we looking at
0: let's do it so the los angeles lakers are favored by take a guess
1: um Six and a half, six and a half points oh this is like bill simmons guess the lines yep, um six and a half let me guess the over under uh-huh 212 and a half. Oh my gosh. Are are you serious?
0: 212. You (laughs) were right on the head there. 212.
1: Oh, too bad. I can't pick winners. (laughs) Too bad. I can't pick winners.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Really impressive.
1: All right. So the narrative here is the Lakers have obviously dropped game one of both their series. Uh, it seems like rest is kind of hurting them a little bit. Uh, Both times, LeBron James kind of didn't play his best basketball in game one. Um, The Lakers didn't look fantastic. Uh, But then, you know, adjustments were quickly made. And the rest of the series, they were just dominant. Um, I think they know that. I think they've noticed the trends. And I think they're going to try their hardest to counteract this. I still think it's going to happen. I think the Lakers are going to come out a little sluggish. The shooting's not going to be as, you know, pristine. Um, you know, they're playing Friday is it? Last time they played was what's today? Monday? When's the last time they played? It's been a while. I think it may have been Monday. Um, well today's not Monday. Today's what's today? Tuesday? No, Sunday. Sunday. So they played on I think s- they played on Sunday. S- was it Sunday or was it Saturday? September 12th. What day was 30th? the 12th? Look at us. We were terrible. September oh, 12th. Man. Saturday. So it's almost it's a Saturday. full week without playing. Um, And that's if they're playing on Friday. I don't even know if that's a for sure thing yet. Yeah, they're playing on Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. So, I think they're still going to have some rust. But I think they're still going to win. But I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Lakers are going to come out. I'm taking Nuggets plus 6.5. I think the Lakers are going to come out a little sluggish. Maybe fall behind. Not too bad. Maybe like an 8-point deficit at halftime. And then... They're going to make their halftime adjustments. LeBron's going to come out and realize, like, they have Gary Harris guarding me. What am I doing? Uh, (laughs) And they're going to pull away. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be close. I think I have Lakers winning by six, I would say. And with that, you know, I think the Lakers are going to be a little sluggish. I don't think the Nuggets are going to score a lot of points. So I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Lakers 104, Nuggets 98. Okay. 104 to 98 Um, Lakers. So in reverse
0: of what happened on the last episode with the Clippers game, I'm actually going to disagree with you on both of them. Okay. So here's what's going to happen. It's either I get closer and I'm only down one game to you, Mm -hmm. or you're going to go up five games, or it stays the same.
1: Yeah, because we could just go one and
0: one. (laughs) The big one, yeah. Taking the Lakers minus six and a half. I have a lot, a lot of confidence in them against the Denver Nuggets. I think six and a half is a little bit too low. I was expecting it to be somewhere around nine or ten, uh, personally, just because of how good the Lakers are in comparison to the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, we don't really know how they match up in the playoff setting, uh, but I'm taking the six and a half. I will. I think the Lakers win somewhere around eight to ten. I'll give my final score prediction in a second. Um, but I am going. You took the over, right? Under. Okay. I think this is going to be one of the first games in the Lakers playoffs that is going to go over personally. I don't think it's going to go over by much, but I think two twelve is a little bit too low. I think the Lakers are going to dominate offensively to the point where, you know, they're going to put up eh, 110, 115 points by themselves. I think Denver can score 100 or so, maybe a little bit more on top of that, and I think it's going to cover.
1: Okay, so Um, what's your final score prediction?
0: My final score prediction is going to be Lakers 113, Nuggets 105.
1: Okay, so you have the Nuggets, the Lakers narrowly covering. I have the Nuggets narrowly covering, which, you know, realistically one of us is probably going to be right because Vegas usually knows what they're talking about. Um, It all just boils down to if they come out sluggish. But here's the thing, Daniel. I just feel like the talent is so much in the Lakers' favor. Uh, The matchup is fantastic for the Lakers, like we've mentioned all podcasts long. Um, So even if they come out sluggish, I, I just don't see how they lose this game. Uh, like I said, a lot of ha- a lot has to go right. Jamal Murray has to have a huge game. Joe Kuch has to do his thing. Um, and then you ha- also have to have the role player step up. And hope that you're also containing LeBron James and Anthony Davis on top of that. Um, yeah. It's a lot to handle. Can they do that once? Probably. Is it going to be game one? I don't think so. Um, man, the more I'm looking at it, I, I just want to pick a sweep. But I'm not going to. I don- I'm not going to pick a sweep. I picked a sweet- sweep sweep <laughs> against Houston. It was close. But, man, I'm feeling good. Lakers are going to win game one. I could say that for sure. Whether or not they're yeah, covered, that's going to be the difference between you and I. Um, as for the rest of the playoffs, we don't have much to round up anymore, considering there's only four teams remaining. Uh, the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat had their first Eastern Conference Finals game today. And the Miami Heat continuing to be the team of destiny, Daniel. 117-114 in overtime. Bam Adebayo, huge block, I believe it was on Jason Tatum, down the stretch. Yep. Or at the end of the game, I should say, not down the stretch to secure the victory. Um mm-hmm. Miami Heat man. there. I was, was going to say that it was a block that Magic Johnson said
0: was the greatest playoff defensive play he's ever seen in his life.
1: Okay, it seems like Magic is just a, a prisoner of the moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh I just want to say uh Curry to Iguodala back to Curry blocked by James. Um all right, I think no, I think it's Curry to what is it? Iguodala to Curry back to Iguodala blocked by James. I don't remember. Um, I think that play was probably pretty impressive too, Magic. Just saying. But uh, the Heat, man, they just keep rolling along. Uh, 1-0 up up on the Celtics. Obviously, a 1-0 lead doesn't really mean much. 2-1, as we said, you know, the Lakers series is much bigger than 1-0. We've seen the Lakers overcome two 1-0 starts. Um, But the Heat, man, they've lost one game in the playoffs thus far. One game. And it went to overtime. And it was only because Chris Middleton went otherworldly to keep the Bucks in it. I, you know, I'm not going to overlook the Nuggets. I'm not. But the Heat, man, they, they just, they have looked so good. And they keep defying my odds. I picked the Celtics to win the series. Um, obviously, this series isn't over. I'm still riding with the Celtics. Um, I want to see a Lakers-Celtics finals matchup. So but do I. If the Heat win this series... You know, this is a big if, obviously. If the Heat sweep this series and the Lakers make the NBA Finals, I'm going to be a little bit worried. I'm just going to say it now. I'm going to be a little bit worried. Because that's a true team of destiny. <laughs> yeah. Because
0: they haven't lo- they haven't lost enough to not be afraid. If they do sweep it, which I don't see happening, I still see a Celtics in six or seven. Um, obviously, like you said, a 1-0 lead really isn't that secure. Um, but, Yeah. I still like the Celtics overall. The Heat are the team of destiny, though. We'll see what happens in that series. I know they uh, they play two days from now.
1: Yeah, it's just insane too. Because I said it on previous episodes. If you did not hear previously, my girlfriend's cousin told me that the Miami Heat were going to represent the East in the NBA Finals. Told me he was crazy. No way could they get past the Bucks. Um, And maybe I should just listen. I should have listened to him. I should have put money on him. They were probably like six to one. I would assume they were probably what the third favorites if that in the east you're saying when the playoff started if that like when in the east you're yeah fourth behind the raptors Man, they probably would have been behind the raptors also i would think i remember looking at the series odds against the pacers and the heat were only like minus 180 in the series mm-hmm. price that's insane yeah wow yeah
0: i see i would have thought that the, uh, the Raptors would have had play more uh, NBA Finals equity than the Miami Heat at the start of things. Uh, definitely not over the Bucs. Definitely not over the Celtics. Um, yeah, kind of interesting. I, I mean, the Magic and the Pacers were kind of just there. The Sixers, even, I would have maybe pegged to have a better chance. The Nets were kind of just there. Yeah. Uh, but the Sixers, without I mean, they played without Ben Simmons, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, that kind of takes them out of the equation. So, yeah, I would have picked them as the fourth best team in the NBA uh, or the NBA Eastern Conference.
1: It's just, dude, Jimmy Butler, he's a dog, man. Jay Crowder. Yeah, every, one. yeah every time I watch the Heat, Jay Crowder's just playing phenomenally. And that was true again yeah. today. He had 22 points. Um, bam with the block. Goran Drogic, uh probably butchered that. Oh, well. 29 points, 39 minutes. Uh, Tyler Hero hitting shots. Duncan Robinson had his 6. Ty Hero almost had a triple double. Um. Yep. He played great, man. He's
0: been so good in these
1: playoffs. Iguodala, I mean, he didn't really do anything this game, but Iguodala. I just not going to look ahead. We st- we got the Denver Nuggets. I'm focused <laughs> on Denver. But the Heat man, Team of Destiny. That's a true Team of Destiny. I'm just going to say it. Denver Nuggets fraud Team of Destiny. Okay. <laughs> You know what? Daniel, do I give the Denver Nuggets the dun chain before the series begins? You can because I'm ready to give it to them. I'm not I can not I can't give them the dun chain.
0: I'm going to give them the dun chain. I think they're shaking in their boots.
1: You hear heard it here first ladies and gentlemen. The Denver Nuggets are done. Dun chain to the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> the, Dunver Nuggets.
0: <laughs> the Dunver Nuggets.
1: The Dunver Nuggets. The Dunver Nuggets um I mean, it's all great and all. You beat the Clippers in
0: seven, but uh, you have to go f- play the Los Angeles Lakers now.
1: Oh, yeah, the, the superior <laughs> Los Angeles team. Let's not let's not get that twisted, the superior LA team. Yep, um, yep, yep, yep. So, look, the Lakers, they don't play until Friday, um, so there might be a little bit of uh, empty space here on the Lake Show Life podcast. I was thinking, Daniel, we haven't talked about this beforehand. Maybe we tease it now for the listeners. Uh, we still have to iron out some details. Uh, we are supposed to have a guest on in the future that doesn't look like it's going to happen maybe we reach out to our fan sided sister site covers the denver nuggets i believe it's nug love a great fan sided name right there uh, maybe we get their site expert on maybe we interview him talk about the series with him a little bit or her yeah that'd be a great idea um bring you know it's more series preview stuff but we can kind of get a different little you know outlook on the series so maybe mm-hmm. that's maybe that's yeah, something we sure. could chew on i don't know if they have a site expert i'm gonna be honest i'm looking at their their stuff right now We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else for us, Daniel? Uh, go Lakers.
0: I'll be every day.